Welcome to Lived It, my... Oh, I love that. That was like stank on that one. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Welcome to Lived It. I'm Alexi Toliopoulos. I'm a comedian, a film buff, and a pop culture nerd. And I'm Jen Fricker, a comedian, a writer, and you guessed it, a film and pop culture nerd. <laughs> and I'll admit to being a writer as well. I yeah. do write things down. They do go out there into the world. I've seen you write, never <laughs> seen you read. I'm one of the rare people that's written more than they've ever read. So, And it is my esteemed honour to welcome you to Lived It, our brand new podcast where each week we speak to everyday Aussies and Kiwis who didn't just watch the show or movie everyone's banging on about. They lived it. And on this episode, we are banging on about the show with maybe the longest title known to man, The Woman in the House Across the Street from the Girl in the Window. Later in the episode, Sugar Bones from the band Confidence Man will be jumping on to share their own wacky neighbour story. And let me tell you this, brother, it is a doozy. And before we get into all of that, how about we build things up by getting a little taste of what this show is all about. So here is a glimpse of the trailer from the woman in the window across the street from the girl in the... I got it wrong, but you know what the name of the title is. Uh, Hi, I'm Anna. Hi, I'm Anna. The truth is that I drink a lot, and sometimes I mix it with pills. And I'm here because I woke up this morning convinced I'd witnessed a murder. Someone has been murdered. So The Woman in the House, et cetera, et cetera, is a TV show that kind of satirizes those psycho female-led internalized depths of madness thrillers where you never know what's real, what's fake. And I think that we've had like a real influx of this genre. So it feels about time that we've got something that's giving a little spoof, a little gentle parody, kind of cutting into why we get into these shows and exposing how silly they can be. Yeah, for sure. If you're a fan of movies like Gone Girl, Mm -hmm. like The Woman in the Window. Girl on the Train. Yeah, it's basically a parody of that. And Kristen Bell is so perfect. I feel like she's the absolute perfect person to play that archetypal, shut-in, alcoholic, Mm -hmm. spooky lady inside who's always peering out and spying on her neighbours. Yeah, and it's got that kind of like classic plot of a woman seeing something happen across the way in another window and extrapolating all the dangers and the investigation that has to go on. This comes from a pedigree of comedic writers that I really like. They're kind of alums of that adult swim, adult animation with like that goofy, grubby sense of humour from stuff like uh, Robot Chicken and the Mike Tyson Mysteries. And I think that kind of led me to believe that this would be a more spoofy parody, like something like The Naked Gun or Wet Hot American Summer, where it would be like a joke a second, a joke a minute that would be kind of inconsequential jokes for the sake of being jokes. But I found that this show really did surprise me because it had like some really great silly jokes that directly parody the genre. But then as well, there's like a, 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 a switched up balance I didn't anticipate that surprised me, which was... It's also gripping. Like, I watched this yeah. in one go. It's actually episodes. genuinely <laughs> kind of 
scary and spooky. Yeah, it's genuinely gets a, you get a few little bumps, you get a few little spooks here and there. And then I kept on going because, you know, a lot of the cliffhangers were silly and funny, but they effectively worked as cliffhangers as like these thriller shows really should be. So it's an interesting balance I didn't anticipate. I thought we would be heavier on the joke side of things, but then we've got like an actual thriller plot that is silly, yet I was gripped. <laughs> Can I throw a little game at you? Please. Okay. So let's do like a make your own title for a like psychological thriller. Wow. Okay. Okay. So you get to choose the woman or girl. Okay. Let's go girl this time. The girl in or on. Wow, we're going on. Okay, so they go on, and then I guess it's got to be transport. So Mm -hmm. what mode of transport is she on? Well, she's going to be on a lorry. Yes, she's on a pickup truck of some kind. The girl on the lorry. (laughs) The girl on the lorry. And what what crime does she witness? Who witnesses the splat of the cat. Yeah, they actually run over a cat. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is the crime that we're witnessing, okay? Oh, my God. It gives a lot away in the title. I know, I know. It's, we just don't know who splat the cat. Hashtag who splat the cat every week. <laughs> the nation is gripped. Who did it? Netflix, please greenlight this show based on the improv done in three seconds. <laughs> so... Kristen Bell in The Woman in the House plays, I think, one of the ultimate nosy neighbour archetypes in those psychological thrillers, mm-hmm. you know, witnesses a gruesome event, kind of goes crazy from it, right? How does that work in real life? Well, <laughs> we have Sugar Bones from legendary Australian band Confidence Men joining us with mostly less gruesome, but I would still say legendary nosy neighbour story. Yeah, this story is just as thrilling, but for completely different reasons. Sugar Bones, tell us about your nosy neighbour. Okay, so neighbours, it was a whole family. (laughs) And it was a house in Thornbury in Melbourne that lived in for about four years. We've only just recently moved out and like they were one of like the main reasons we kind of got out of there. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was a long war, this war. It wasn't just like a brief sort of six-month stint. It really just kept going. Wow. And the first time I realized they were bad was uh, about four years ago on Christmas Day. I was there with about five friends and like it was probably 7 p.m. We were just like eating, like having some drinks, had like a bit of music going. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I looked up and this lady was standing there just like right in the backyard at the head of the table. Oh, my God. In your backyard? Deep in the backyard on Christmas, 7 p.m. And, yeah, literally just started like ranting like, you know, this is too loud, blah, blah, blah. And we were all just like, it's Christmas. Like, you can't complain on Christmas, can you? Like, I thought that was legal. She's being a Christmas Grinch. Yeah, and that was really early in the piece. So we realized that this was going to be like a bit of a thing. Yeah. And we ended up introducing one of the neighbors, Andrew, the other guy, to his idols. <gasps> and so we thought that would like would have fixed the whole situation. But mm-hmm. basically, this is how it went down. We'd just done a massive tour in Europe. And after the show, this guy came up and he's like, he's like, hi, like, um, I'm U2's producer. Like, let's party, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. And we were like, yeah, mate, sure, sure, sure. Like, that happens all the time, you know, like, get someone come off and we're like, sure. (laughs) We're all YouTube's producer, mate, yeah. Yeah, we've met this guy, I've been conned by him before myself. I can do a silly Irish accent too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was all tweedly deep potatoes and then... (laughs) But it turns out he was a great guy. We stayed in touch with him, and it turns out he was actually U2's producer. Oh my. And um, <laughs> and so then 
we sort of got to know that whole gang. And when you two did a big stadium show about three years ago, they were like, oh, do you guys want to come to the show tonight? And so we were like, okay, sounds great. And then after the gig, they were like, come back to this hotel. We've like booked out the top floor and like, there's going to be a bunch of like friends and family oh, and we wow. just want to meet you guys. And we were just like, well, you know, shitting ourselves, honestly. But Oh my God, I'm feeling the tingle right now. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We went up and then all of a sudden there's like a hand on the shoulder. I turn around, it's Bono and he's like, your sugar bones. And, oh my stars. And they were just big fans. You two was like, your sugar bones? He yeah. knew you? <laughs> yeah, it was bizarre. Oh my it's God. really bizarre. That's so cool. I mean, not. I didn't mean that as a diss, by the way. Like, he didn't <laughs> no, you. No, no. I didn't you. It's, it's very, very weird. Like, I don't know how this happened, but... Um, oh this is surreal. Noel Gallagher had supported, so he was there as well. And like, I was like almost even more into Oasis when I was younger. Oh so I was like, gosh. you know, just absolutely shitting myself, like the prospect of meeting him. But we met them all and had like a, a big fun night, like got drunk and they were really lovely and we like just hit it off. So the next day we had a show and we flew to Canberra, I think it was, played a gig. And then on the way back home, like, first thing in the morning like we get a message from i think it was edge and he's like oh like i've you know we're gonna take you off on that offer as in the edge of you too yeah yeah that wow. you keep just scroll like rolling past these names that you're dropping <laughs> oh, no. and we're tripping over them man you gotta give yeah. it the respect it deserves i gotta make a confession sugar bones i went to this concert one of the best nights of my life and you're living inside it i'm like <laughs> i can barely speak right now i'm starstruck just hearing it <laughs> so the edge the edge texted you Sorry to interrupt. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> the whole thing is really weird, even just remembering it now. But um, like Edge messaged him as like, you know, we really want to take you up on your offer to like come over for <gasps> dinner. Because I think when we were pissed like the couple two nights earlier, like we'd been like, oh, you should just come over for dinner. You know, like you sick, you'll go to all these fancy restaurants. Like we'll cook you dinner. Like, and we were just kind of joking. <gasps> That's so good. They were like, well, we're coming tonight. We'll be there at seven. And it was just going to be um, Edge and Noel. And so we just like, we're just freaking out in this flight. Like, oh my God, like flying back from Canberra. Like we're going to have to like clean the toilet. Like, yeah. What do you do? Like, yeah. kinda, like rearrange the bookshelf. We're just living this like, it's just a shonky share house in Thornbury, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we got home and like set it all up. You're trying to down there scrubbing the floors, but like you don't want to look like you've tried too hard, so we only like semi scrubbed. Yeah, I like that. They arrived at seven. They got like their like security detail with them. They just like all rock up, and the security waits out the front in the vans. Oh my god! But, um, they came into the house, and we just sort of like had it started having a really lovely time. We we're just drinking margaritas. We made them sausages and salad. Sorry, sausages and salad is so funny. <laughs> that was actually like my first thought when you said like they came over for dinner. I was like, what do you cook? The, yeah. you, what do you cook you too? And it turns out it's sausages and salad. Yeah, we just decided to keep it simple because, you know, they're probably just eating fancy shit all the time. Mm -hmm. So we just went basic. Oh, that's such a wise decision. Turns out that's like Noel only eats sausages. He wow. Salad. That's um, his food of choice. That's so good. But yeah, we were we were just having a really lovely time, and um, Edge's beautiful wife was there as well, and wow. we were just all really like connecting, having fun, and getting pissed, and you know playing each other demos and stuff. And then 
all of a sudden there's just the classic like bang, bang, bang on the door again that we've heard so many times before. Oh my God, you're living in dreamland, getting crushed back down to reality. Good Lord. <laughs> Literally, it was like lots of fun to just like pain, pain, pain. Yeah, so it was our neighbor again. So went out and he's like, you've got to turn it down, blah, blah, blah usual thing and we we're just like look like normally we were quite obliging you know we tried to like be respectful when we mm. could mm. and at this point we we're just like look tonight like we're just not doing it Andrew like we're just not turning it down tonight you can't make us <laughs> because Edge is here from you too and he's like wait no he isn't that's not right and he's just like you can't just lie about this stuff you know like you just full of shit well and honestly fair <laughs> reaction from him right yeah, if yeah, someone no. had said to me like oh actually like the edge is just eating sausages in my house yeah bring me his beanie and yeah. i'll freaking believe you yeah, there, yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. let me sniff the beanie and maybe <laughs> i'll believe you. well then we realized like the only way to actually like get you know get this through his head that he was there was like to give him the proof and so we like came back here and we're like edge like sorry but do you mind like just sticking oh your head up real gosh. quick and just like <laughs> saying hi to our neighbor and he's like a real lovely accommodating fellow mm. and so he's he was like sure like I'll, I'll do it yeah and so he just get hops off and like walks outside and then the moment andrew sees him, his face just like, <gasps> like drop wow and he was like there in his pajamas and all just kind of like oh Oh my god! And so he was just like, "I'm your biggest fan." Oh my god! Oh like a bit shaky. <laughs> he was freaking out. Like it must have been like his like childhood favorite band, you know, like forever wow. like favorite band. And so just very quickly it was over. He left, and so he went back inside. Started like having another drink and just laughing about it. We hear another knock, and it's like a lot more timid this time, like a polite knock. And we go back and it's Andrew and his PJs and he's got one of his like dad cams. Oh, oh. Olympus kind of like camera. The old silver like digital <laughs> oh cameras. God. And he's just like, I'm sorry, like, can I please get a photo with Ed? <laughs> we we're like, okay, sure. Like, no worries at all. Like, Noel's here too. Like, and he's just like, oh my God. And like, so we got Edge and Noel out there <laughs> and got this like great pick and like he's in the middle there with his with his idols and oh my god he's got this big grin on his face and so that was it for the night like he left us alone it was like totally chill wow right which was which was really really nice i gotta ask did you win the war did they come back again and complain <laughs> we were like that's like surely the end of it now like we've like introduced him to his like idols like you know, this can be some kind of mm -hmm. olive branch dove, like all rolled into one. <laughs> and it was good. It was good for about a month. Oh, man. And then I reckon about, yeah, week five, it was just back on and it just didn't stop. What? Yeah, no, it was like all forgotten, all forgotten. And yeah, the whole thing just kept going. So, so wait, sorry. So like two of literally the most famous musicians in the world, like taking photos, being chummy with your neighbour, only bought you one month of respite. Yeah, one month. What do these people want from you? That's insane. I know. Like, I think, like, you could at least, you should at least get, like, three months, maybe six. Yeah, absolutely. I would say a gift of some kind. They got a photo <laughs> and everything. A gift would have been great. Yeah, you've probably made their whole life. They're still dining out on that photo and absolutely. they give you nothing. Could you imagine... 
Like, I assume Andrew's popped that photo straight on Facebook. Yeah, it's his profile picture for sure. He's being drenched in (laughs) life. We were, like, just shattered. Like, the peace treaty was over. We thought we'd, like, just, you know, made this whole thing go away. (laughs) Then, like, YouTube's, like, social media team was like, can you please send us the photo and like we were like chalk it up on the Instagram <laughs> that's so yeah. funny they just they just done like some speech at the Arias where they like told the story and like they were going on about it and like you know like if you're out there Andrew like, so Andrew's getting mad name dropped on like an international platform like that's insane yeah. I just feel like someone like Andrew your neighbour who is a fan of the band U2 you too, so many of their famous songs are about war, you know? They're about the troubles in Ireland. Here he is, Ben Trouble himself. <laughs> he lived one moment in a truly a beautiful day. Yeah, and that and was... Then ah! He ruined it. <laughs> Sorry, that really got me. <laughs> he ruined it. He was like, he could have lived with you or without you. And we do know the answer that he would have preferred he chose, on those two options. What's some Oasis stuff we can yeah, say? Yeah, no, no. He should have built a wonder wall. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. That was <laughs> you guys are good on the puns. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank that means so a much. lot. So you were saying it only bought you a month of peace. How did it all end with this neighbour? Well, it just it basically got to the point where, like, it just felt so awkward being in, like, our backyard, like, having friends, like, you know, a friend or two over and, like, having a drink out there. It was, like, just stressful. Mm. We only had, like, a few parties, probably like, one every, like, couple of months, three months. And, like, not a party. There would be, like, you know, five, ten people over. A get-together. Yeah. A little get-together. And, like, music soft, like, didn't have a big speaker set up in this house. It basically just got to the point. I think they won the war <laughs> at the end of the day. They owned their house. They stuck it out. When you're in the when you're a renter, like you you don't really have much to, you know, you're just paying rent. You're just kind of hanging around, and mm. and that was used in arguments. Doesn't matter how many bloody bonos or Gallagher's you have. At the end of the day, you're still a renter. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> well, happy ending for Andrew and his family over there. But, you know, yeah. even a happier ending for you, I would say, as well. Yeah. So what are your neighbours like now? Oh, we have amazing neighbours. Like one this one fella on one side, Wally, who's like 60-something, really chill, like nice, interesting fella. It's happy days, really. Oh, man. We're super happy now. And what bands have you got unlocked to, you know, <laughs> make cameos just in case? We've got Madonna in the closet, but um. Yeah, great, oh, great, wow. great. <laughs> uh, okay, I might have some follow-up questions for her as well. Yeah, so. yeah I'll drag her out. <laughs> this story, man, it's so good. Thanks so much for Thank sharing. You. We're it with so us. grateful for yeah. you to join us, man. Thanks so much, guys. See, you, mate. See ya. Nice to meet ya. Bye, man. I mean, just an incredible story of the nosy neighbor. Oh man, absolutely. I. I I'm not a nosy neighbour, but I am a naked neighbour. <laughs> and I haven't gotten any complaints. <laughs> and where do you live in? Can there places for rent around there? I, myself, I will admit to this, mm. I think I am... I'm someone that comes from a long line of nosy neighbours. Oh. My yaya was a nosy neighbour. My mother was a nosy neighbour. Uh-huh. And I feel like the gene has been passed on to me. I have also not just inherited the gene, I've inherited my grandmother's binoculars oh that I've got with me now. And I'm sitting on the freaking balcony sometimes, shrouded, yeah. you know, and I just like to peer around and see what's going on. 
You know, rear window style. I'm out there having a peek around. You're on the neighbourhood watch. Well, you know, unofficially, I would say that it's an amateur neighbourhood watch that I'm on. But, you know, I just like to be aware of my surroundings. The street's got to stay safe somehow. Well, it's not really safety. I just like to know. Would you say <laughs> Batman I, is the ultimate nosy neighbour? Um, You know what? I actually would. Yeah. He's sticking his beak where it doesn't belong. Yeah. <laughs> Well, a big thank you to Sugarbones from Confidence Man for joining us. If you haven't already, follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast was recorded on Gadigal land and thank you to our executive producer, Priya Tahazade. And of course, another big thank you to producer, Abby Lenton. Finally, thank you to you, the listener, for listening to this podcast. Until next time, we bid you farewell. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.